be back here uh, to ASDAC to preach. And I'm happy that, uh, you know, uh, that you will have a new pastor coming soon. So I guess uh, maybe I may be the last few guest speaker coming here. Uh, I'm looking forward to see Pastor Roger when he comes next week and to work together for the service here in, in the work here in Singapore. So I'm very thankful for that. Let's pray. Father, we surrender this time to you as your time. Please remove any distraction right now so that your word alone will be heard and obeyed. Father, we pray that you'll fill me now with your spirit, anoint me and empower me to preach your word so that the word of my mouth and the meditation of my heart will be pleasing to you in your sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer, it is in your precious name we pray. Amen. I want to start uh, uh, share with you a story about a missionary in Africa who's living in a central mission station and to make life a little bit easier. He tells a story about the fact that he had a small generator to supply electricity to the church and also to his small home, right? A small generator. Some native around the region came and uh, visited him one day. And they noticed hanging there in the middle of the living room was this ceiling light bulb, as you can see from the picture. They watched attentively and as he turned the little switch and then the light turned on. Then he turned it on again, the light went off. One visitor, a kind of uh, official at that time, around the area, he asked this question, could I have one of those? To which the pastor said, sure. He thought he must want it for a decoration. So he gave him the light bulb. So the next time the pastor went visiting in, in the outlying district, he stopped to see this person, the officer who got the light bulb from him. And he, as he entered the hut, he noticed in the, up in the middle of that room, hanging in an ordinary string, was the light bulb. He explained to him, one needs electricity uh, and a wire to bring the current to the bulb and so that it can give light. Now, some of us, when we listen to this story, may laugh at it. Uh, this innocent native, and I heard a few laugh. Maybe some of you don't get it. Let us think carefully. The fact that we may not be any better. Because how can we as a church hope to bring light to our community if we are disconnected? Or if we are not connected and perhaps this morning you feel the need to be reconnected. As a church, we are finding ways to be reconnected with God and also with each other. And I see that as a very important issue, especially in our own spiritual life the connection with our Lord Jesus Christ. I want us to turn to a very favourite chapter, John chapter 15. If you have your Bible, you can follow along in John chapter 15. And we're going to dwell in this simple verse, verse 1 all the way to verse 5. This passage is the perfect illustration to the talk about being connected, a talk about being reconnected. So I want to invite you to turn there, John chapter 15, verse 1 to 5. I am the true wine, and my father is the wine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruits, he takes it away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruits. 
you are already clean through because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in me. In me. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the wine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I he bear much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Now you have heard this passage before and so some of you many, many, many times. It is a very familiar passage to all of us here. Let me just briefly share with you the setting of this chapter as well. This is on the very same night of the Last Supper in the chapter 13 and 14. They celebrated the Last Supper together in the upper room. And by that time we get into chapter 15, they decide to take a walk out of the upper room and they are walking across the upper room across the Kidron Valley, next to the Garden of the Gethsemane. So you have the setting. And Desire Ages put it this way, in page 674. Jesus and the disciple were on the way to Gethsemane at the foot of the Mount Olive, a retired spot which he had often visited for meditation and prayer. The Saviour had been explaining to his disciple his mission to the world and the spiritual relation to him which they were to sustain. Now he illustrates the lesson. The moon is a shining bright and reveals him as a flourishing great wine. Drawing to the attention of the disciple, to him, he employs it as a symbol. It is interesting to me how often it seems that Jesus gave story based on things that were around them. This morning, I want to specifically focus on verse 4 and 5. In verse 4 and 5, Jesus said, Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the wine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the wine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I am bear much fruits. Jesus is talking about the importance of a connection to Him. The importance of the daily relationship with Him. Now the word abide is a very interesting word. Some translated this Greek word with remain and some say stay. Now this word here, the Greek word abide, is the word called meno. It is 102 times, 102 times in the New Testament and is about 33 times just in John alone. So you will see that John loved this word. You know, imagine, 33 times just in the Gospel of John alone. And it's a meaningful word for him. Now, in order for you to understand this word better, the word meno means, uh, in order for us to see the significance, I want you to look at different translation. And the one can just, we can just read it in the King James Version. But let's see the different version here. I am the wine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I him bear much fruit. You see the word abides, but this one word that we don't usually use in our everyday conversation. I don't know about you, have you used the word abide before? I mean, you know, daily conversation with people, right? Hey, you want to abide in my house? <laughs> no, we don't use this kind of word. It's just not in our reg regular conversation. Maybe in the King James conversation, it may work. But this is not a regular conversation. Now, let me just give you a different translation. When you read the Bible, a good Bible student would want to read a different translation because it will help you to see the usage of this word and maybe even bring us certain meanings 
that you may not see in just one version. So here you can all find it in Gateway Online. Again, another version right here is the, the Jewish, complete Jewish Bible. You can got all this in the Gateway Online. I'm the one, you are the branches. Those who stay united with me and I with them are the ones who bear much fruit. Because apart from me, you can do a thing. You can't do a thing. You get the idea, this word meno. It has to do with connection with Jesus. Stay united with me and I in them. Another version, the contemporary version, says, I'm the one, you're the branches. If you stay joined to me and I join to you, then you will produce lots of fruit. But you can do, you cannot do anything without me. We start to see what it really means. What meno means. Another translation, the Amplified Version, the Amplified Version, says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever lives in me and I in him bear much fruit or abundant fruit. However, apart from me, you can do nothing. It is about a continual relationship with him. I guess in NIV, it really highlights for us what it means. If you remain in me and I in you, you bear much fruit. It is about a close, continual relationship with God. The remaining has an idea of an ongoing relationship. Another translation brings it out, this whole idea, the Young's translation. I'm the one, you're the branches. He who re is remaining in me and I in him bear much fruits. It is an active relationship. He who is remaining in me. It is an ongoing daily relationship. The Wycliffe Bible brings it this way. I'm the one, you are the branches. He who dwells in me and I in him. So we see with all this translation, I think we can sum up with this word. Whoever connects and stay connected to me, I will stay connected to him. You see, it is talking about an experience with Jesus, that it is a connected experience. It's a, it is a constant one. It is a continual one. It is an abiding one, living and joined with Jesus. This is what Jesus wants you and me, whoever gets connected and stay connected. You see, if you are connected to Jesus, equals to life. If you are connected to Jesus, it is equals to life. By being disconnected from Jesus, it's actually equals to death. Right? If, if connecting with Jesus equals to life, isn't it? Then disconnecting with Jesus is also means death. Now this is serious. You know, lately... I see, you know, maybe I'm just observing. People are getting disconnected with Jesus. They're being disconnected to the wine. Because of why? Circumstances, illness, quarantine. I mean, you name it. I've heard all kinds of reasons why people cannot come to church. Right? But more than the reason itself, it is, could be an excuse why we are not either coming to church or connected with the church, right? It seems that many people are feeling disconnected with Jesus. And we are really talking about wine. Disconnection with wine means death. 
But here is the good news. Jesus is powerful. And if you are disconnected today, you can get reconnected. Amen? You can get reconnected. Jesus allows reconnection. Not only He allows reconnection, He is an expert in reconnection. Because that which was once dead can be alive again. He did it in the Bible. Lazarus, the little boy, people who were dead, Jesus can bring them back to life. We can be reconnected. Now this age of internet and age of Zoom, we know a lot about reconnecting. As a matter of fact, I despise the word reconnecting, especially when it's accompanied by a little circle. Some of you use Apple, you know. It is not good news when you are reconnecting. And, and I want to show you this one, this story here. This boy was very smart. I'm not sure if you heard about this story about this boy. He's a primary four boy. Now, this is a little bit scary. He's a primary four boy that discovered that when he was in class on Zoom, he discovered something that he could trick his teacher. Most of you probably heard of this. He, named, he renamed himself on Zoom to reconnecting dot, dot, dot. Uh, he's a, you know, he's a, this guy is an expert doing, I guess, too many home-based learning. So, you know, he writes himself, reconnecting dot, dot, dot. Uh, what he does, so he renamed himself. He timed it so that he could exit his video and his audio just at the perfect time. The reconnecting flashed up on the screen, so he fooled his teacher. His teacher thought he was having a problem with reconnecting. And the truth was, he was just smiling and skipping his class. Uh, the article called him a genius. <laughs> you know? uh, he went on and did everything he wanted to. The sign across the screen and re said reconnecting. His teacher thinks there is a problem. Well, it worked for a while, but the teacher call out with him. <laughs> you know, uh, sometimes uh, we think teachers do not know, they know. There's another story about a little boy who heard about this, so he tried on his own because it became well-known and uh, it became viral. But his teacher called him immediately because he spelled reconnecting wrong. <laughs> yeah, you want to borrow, at least learn the... <laughs> <you know? laughs> the teacher said, uh, <laughs> confirm wrong. And, he, you know, and then he got punished because of that. But what Jesus is talking about here is, is not that, he, but he allows reconnection. Now often when I see on my screen reconnecting with the endless cycle, you don't think you are going to get connected. But let me say this. Jesus let you reconnect to him if only you ask him. Here back in John chapter 14, verse 4 and 5, 4, Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, unless it abides in a wine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Notice the word abide here. Jesus wants to have his, this relationship with you that is continual. He wants to have this relationship with you that never ceases, like a fruit of the wine depends on the branches. He wants you to bear good fruit, which is necessary for you to have connection. Now, the natural outcome of branches being connected to the vine is that the vine will bear fruits. Now, we are talking about here the great wines. One of the things that you will learn very quickly that in order for you to get good grapes, you have to trim it, trim the wine back a bit. 
Now, this, in this passage, it is about the pruning, the purpose of pruning, so it will bear more fruits. This was something that I learned when I worked a whole summer in a farm during my college days. Did you know that apple trees have to be pruned in order to give good apples? So you will need to cut and to trim them. Yeah, I spent a few, at least one whole summer uh, learning gardening. For some reason, the school thought that maybe gardening would help the pastor be better. So I spent a whole summer gardening. Maybe somewhere in Ellen White's writing, you know. We spent the whole summer. But it is a good spiritual lesson we can learn out of that. And Jesus says, some have to be pruned away, but then the rest of the wine has to be connected to the ground. Just like how the certain fruits like watermelon have to be connected with the wine so that you can get really good fruits. Jesus is talking about the importance of producing good fruit through the branches. And you notice in verse 5, especially the last part here, you can do nothing without you can, without me, you can do nothing. Now, I don't know if you find that a little hard to take. It can sound a little bit hopeless. You know, when you read the Bible, the Bible says, when you read the passage carefully, it says, for without me, let me read carefully, for without me, it says what? You can do nothing. It's a very clear statement from the Bible. For without me, you can do nothing. And sometimes in the morning when I read it, what does it mean? Alright, sometimes we, we, it may not sink into our mind. Uh, it may sound a bit negative, hopeless. But then you connect with the passage of Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, which says what? I can? I think it's through Christ which strengthens me. Jesus says, without me you can do nothing, but Paul says, with Christ I can do all things. Through Christ who strengthens me. You see why it is important to be connected with Christ and perhaps you need to be reconnected with Jesus. When What happens in our life when we are connected with Jesus? Something else happens. I think there's a few positive things, positive factors when we are connected with Jesus. In verse 7, These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you, that your joy may be full. We talked about this before, having joy, rejoice. Here Jesus, he again gives us the secret of having joy. He said, these things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, that your joy may be full. How do we have that joy? By being connected with Jesus. If you don't have joy in your life right now, let me ask, are you connected with Jesus or are you disconnected? Many times I ask people this question, you know, when they say, I'm depressed, I'm not happy. Let me ask this question, are you, are you connected with Jesus? Sometimes I ask those questions, people got stunned, you know. Why are you asking me this kind of question? But are we really connected with Jesus? If you feel right now that you have anxiety, have no joy, you better check the plug. Is it plug in the wall? Are you connected with the wine? Do you have the joy in your life today? Jesus is our joy if we are connected with Him. But if you don't have joy, check your connection. In all honesty, we cannot go on in, in, a, in a single in life disconnected to Jesus. We cannot afford, especially in the times that we live. How close are we at the end of time to the coming of Jesus? I don't know. I think it's important we check that connection. 
Certain as we see all the things that are happening in our world today, it makes me feel like it must be at the door, but we don't know. But I do know that we are, we do, we are not guaranteed tomorrow. I do know that because of the various sickness and accident, people die every day that didn't expect to die when they got out of the bed that morning. I remember one uncle told me few he was in Sydney. He went out with his good friend for lunch, dim sum. Healthy, chatting. Next day, he fell and died. The other uncle that he went out with. So there's no guarantee of life tomorrow. Nobody expects to get out of the bed and they're going to die, right? We don't think about those things. We are not guaranteed tomorrow. We cannot afford in the, this area of the world history in which we are living we cannot afford to go on a single day without being connected with Jesus. If you can honestly look at your life this morning and know that you are disconnected to Jesus, here's the good news. Jesus allowed reconnection. Right? Jesus allowed reconnection. We cannot afford to go on a single day without Christ. We cannot afford to take vacation we cannot decide, well, I'm going to live like Christian right now, but next week I'm going to go for vacation. I'm going to do what I want. We cannot afford to take a vacation from being connected to Jesus. I think there's the idea of living here, right? We like to take vacation. Uh, I remember last December when I flew back to Penang, there was nobody in the airport. All right. One counter, the light wasn't even on. Uh, we have to bring a stack of documents in order to fly to Malaysia. Stack, uh. Uh, getting so many tests, getting tested before I go, getting tested when I arrive. Uh, my mood was gone at the airport already. Right. But today, you go to the airport, what happened? Uh, I was walking, wow, it's a pack until I cannot even find a seat to, to board my, go to the flight for my flight. So we have this idea of going on vacation. You know, we love, I mean, being in Singapore, we got to go for vacation for whatever reason. Maybe we need to get out of the island and come back. But being a Christian, do we translate that also? That at times we want to take a vacation for being a Christian? Or some say 7 a.m. this on Sabbath day I became a Christian, the rest I, I, I took a vacation. And then on Sabbath I come back, oh, I became a Christian. I think it's very important that we remain connected. We cannot afford to blend our connection to the brunch, to the wine, and it will snap. We must be connected or reconnected with Jesus. In a humble way, I'd like to give you a few just suggestions how we can really be reconnected with Jesus. If you are feeling disconnected, there are some steps I would like to suggest to you on how you can be reconnected with Jesus. Step one, I think this is uh, very important. Uh, set aside all your devices, mobile phone, iPads, and in some cases, even take your watch away. Because when I get text message in, I know from my watch and I can read from my own watch. Set aside all those devices. In other words, disconnect from the world before you can reconnect with Jesus. Set them aside and open God's Word. Here in John 15 verse 17, 7 says this. Uh, says this. Uh, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. If you abide in me, how can we abide in Jesus? The first step in abiding with Jesus is in his word. It's very basic. The first step is abiding in Jesus is his word. 
This is the primary place where we get our information about Jesus, the Word of God. This is the primary place. Now, some of you say, you know, I'm in the church. I'm talking about asking people to go back to the Word of God. Isn't it irony? But believe it or not, many people never open their Bible. They have a statistic that has shown many Christians never open their Bible. Sadly, it's collecting dust in our house. It's weird. Many years ago, uh, I remember once we had to even smuggle Bible to China. You know, so difficult, you know. People writing the uh, Word of God. And today we have the freedom. The Bibles are everywhere. Your mobile phone following you. The apps is getting old. And we have yet to touch the apps, even though we downloaded it. How many download the apps in your life, in your phone? Downloading is one thing. Opening is another story. We need to open the Bible. Right? You need to open the Bible. That is the basic of abiding relationship with Christ. It is His Word. That's the basic of it, to open it. Right? And we, since we have the tools, use it. So let Him speak to you through His Word. If you are feeling disconnected with Jesus, are you not reading Scripture? You are missing it. You have to reconnect with it through His Word. And my Word says He will abide in you. There's power in the Word of God. When you open the Bible, ask Him to speak to you. Expect Him and He will. One of the ways I tried it before, just open the Bible. We call that the flexi plan. Open the Bible and wherever it is, ask God to speak to you. Give me something that I need today. You can try that. Have you tried that before? Alright, hopefully you go to the right place, okay? This is what I call it a flexi plan. Don't open it and read. I don't necessarily suggest this as the way to make a decision, but more of a spiritual uh, uh, meal, right? You can learn something, okay? Don't make decision, okay, Lord, help me make decision. You open the Bible at every point. I don't think it's a good plan. Alright, maybe the, you might land in the wrong place. But it's a good way for you to read, to edifying. Open the Bible and let God speak to you. Uh, if you want specifically, stick to the Gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. Uh, one of those. Or also you can limit yourself to Psalms or Proverbs. Those are a good places to start. Another way, and many people have done it before, is follow the Bible reading plan. How many have done it before? No, my Pastor Khan, you know, some of you have done. It's good to read at least once through the Bible. And usually the Bible reading plan is the better way for you to do it because there's some passage in Old Testament, some passage in New Testament, and you'll finish it within one year. But at least try once. In your whole life, try once. Right? It is good. Right? I needed to do that for my graduation. You know, that time they require us as a theology student to finish the whole Bible. <laughs> uh, not only that, in the particular school I go to, they require us to read the nine volume of the Spirit of Prophecy, Testimony for the Church. So we read all the passage, you know. Uh, I got smart, I listened to it instead. Uh, it's just too much reading. <laughs> but it's a good thing for us to read through the Bible. Uh, you can do the flexi plan. You can do also uh, follow the Bible reading plan. Reconnect to Jesus through the scripture. Second, simple, second thing I want to suggest is simple enough for you to read the scripture. 
we can reconnect with Jesus through prayer and allow Him, ask Him to speak to you in prayer. You may just pray what you have just read in the scripture and a lot of people pray through the scripture and, make, and actually make the reading of the passage a part of their prayer. Perhaps some of you might want to write down prayer out, we call the prayer journal. I'm not one of those that like to write out prayer. But some people find a lot of value in writing prayers, uh, write a prayer journal. Um, our prayer is really to focus on God, uh, not so much on our requests. Many times in our prayer, we like to focus on the supplication, the asking part, but not dwelling and listening to what God has to say to us. Spend some time praising God for who He is, thinking of what He has done for you. Communicate with God, say, Lord, speak to me, and you may not hear it through your ear, but I believe that if you approach Him, He will speak to you. He's done to me, not every time I ask Him, but He has led my life. Some say in hindsight 2020 vision, whenever God has led me, I can see that it was the right choice. Even though at that time it might be painful, then when you are praying, when you finish your prayer, just pause for a few moments. Don't get up right away. I know that you are busy people, especially here in Singapore, and it is the hardest thing. But when you are finished with your prayer, you are not through with your prayer. Spend some time listening and seeing what God might have to say to you. It is very important for us to do that, right? As we pray in our old cultivated prayer life. Now, you would think that I'm rude if you call on your phone. Let me just say I'm calling Jacqueline. Jacqueline is my uh, secretary for Maranatha Church. Let's say I call Jacqueline on the phone and I say, Okay, Jacqueline, we have communion coming up. We are going to need this and that. I need you to do this and that. I'm going to preach next Sabbath. I need you to do this. Thanks. Bye. Then I got off the phone. I would say, you know, funny thing about Jacqueline, she doesn't say much. Well, she didn't say much because I didn't give her a chance to say anything. How are we approaching God? Are we approaching God the same way? We didn't even allow God to speak to us. Many times we pray, right? We speak to God. It's always good to pause a bit and listen to what God has speak, want to talk to you. If you want to reconnect with Jesus, spend time in prayer and then listen. Listen. Listening is a tough thing. For us, right? We like to talk more than we listen. You know? That's the first thing I learned when I uh, work as a chaplain in the hospital. Listen. Sit there and listen. It's tough, right? Because we want to talk and then we want to go. But sit there and listen. Now I have a problem, and I know some of you do. I have a problem in devotion. Devotion time, praying, and my mind becomes too active. It takes me a while to be able to focus. Because for some reason, something will happen and distract me. And just because I'm distracted doesn't mean I'm going to give up. Sometimes in the midst of praying, I will remember the things that I need to do. Sometimes even during devotion. Uh, in order not to distract me, I put the paper aside and jot down whatever I need to do and focus again back to prayer and devotion. This work for me may not work for everyone spend, as you spend time in prayer. Find ways to spend time in prayer or dedicate time or place in prayer. Back to John 14, the same night in the same setting, verse 16 and 17. I will 
I will pray the Father and give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth whom he, the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he dwells with you and you will be, and you, and you will be with you. You see, when we are dwelling in Jesus, when we are abiding in Jesus, when we are connected with Jesus, we are also connected to the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus sends Him into our life and pray in your prayer. Pray to be receiving the Holy Spirit. Pray to connect to Jesus through the Holy Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit to lead you. Now, the, five, the fourth thing I would like to suggest to you is this. I, I show you the picture of me cycling. Okay, I'm trying to lose weight, but it doesn't help. Uh, last Sunday, I was cycling uh, all the way to Fort Canning uh, Park, right? Cycling, you know. Uh, our goal of our group is very simple. Find a breakfast place, we cycle all the way there. Uh, that's the motivating factor, right, in the morning. Oh, yeah, we got to cycle. Because if not, we don't get there, we won't get our breakfast, you know. Uh, so finally, I cycle all the way there in the Fort Canning, because uh, Tiong Bahru Bakery, there. all the way there, you know what happened? Didn't go, the shop didn't close, the shop opened. Uh, the chain broken. Well, I was so happy, I said the chains are gone. Uh, now I'm set free, I don't need to cycle anymore. <laughs> took, took a taxi home. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but this is very fun here, isn't it? We, we are, but it's important for us to reconnect because through the nature, uh, the focus is not the cycling, but nature. Uh, you know, it's the, in Ellen White, it says, Nature is God's second book. Go and enjoy nature. Um, and go, you have here Marichi Reservoir, whatever the place it is. I noticed last time in the two, the two years we were in the pandemic, we were very active cycling, right? Go to Marichi Reservoir, some of you go wow, jogging every morning and walking, all that. But when all that is gone, now what happened? No more already. I see lesser people in East Coast Park. Marichi less people now. But it's a way for us to connect with God. I know especially in the city, it's difficult. But there are areas, nature, and truly it does reveal the character of God. Spend some time in the nature. There's another suggestion for me. I think it's important that we are also reconnecting with each other. Each other. I think today, especially now, we are post-pandemic. It's time for us to get back, to reconnect with one another. I don't know about you, but over the last two years, we are becoming more and more towards ourselves. Right? We spend time at home. Uh, we enjoy worship at home. Right? We turn on the YouTube, finish YouTube, we just... That's it. Is that the kind of spiritual life that you want? Disconnected with the community that God has given you? The family right here? You can see your attendance. I'm thankful for the bulletin. It tells you how many people are coming here. I don't know about here, but I, in my church, I some people, they never show up. Really. <laughs> I never see them after the two years. I always ask them, why? Where, where are you? Oh, pastor, virus. Uh, yeah, two years ago, it said virus. I still can't accept, but two years later, still got virus. Now. And worse is that they also got COVID at home. I said, well, how on earth that happened, right? You're at home. I think we need to readjust and realign ourselves. Right? Let's connect to each other. There's a reason why God gave you a family here in this church. 
right? A family right here in this church. I, I believe in online worship. I think it's a good thing we can continue to do so. But there's nothing beats being here, supported each other right here in the church. In Hebrews 13, 1 says, Let brotherly love continue. I want to encourage you to reach out to someone today, probably someone that usually sits in the same pew. Just call them and reach out to them. Reconnect with each other and make a deliberate effort. Let us reconnect with each other. Let me end today's message by asking this question. Why is it so important to be reconnected? Why is it so important to be connected? It is because we cannot afford in this time in which we live to be disconnected. We cannot afford to be alone in our faith. I did a little bit of research on lions and and love watching Nat Joe growing up, National Geographic growing up. I don't know, maybe no other show to watch. But I like to watch the animal show in National Geographic. Lions will attack a group of animals and they attack the group and their goal is to scatter the group. And the goal is to get one animal alone. That's the goal, right? To get one animal. They're going to scare them, they get one alone. Uh, separated from the group, disconnected from the group. And when they, when they have that animal disconnected, it may be an old one who cannot keep up with the rest, or it may be a younger one who can't keep up with the rest, or it may be the injured one or whatever one. Once they get disconnected from the group, they know they're going to suffer. Because that's the secret of hunting. That's the secret of hunting. That's why it is so important to reconnect in this day in which we live. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. That's why it is important to be connected, reconnected, because we have an enemy. He is after you, he is after me. When we are disconnected from the flock, we will be His prey. That's why it's so important for you to be connected. In verse 17, verse 7 says this, Casting all your cares upon Him, for He cares for you. What is the solution to the roaring lion who is trying to separate us, to disconnect us? What's the solution? Connection with Jesus. Reconnection with Jesus. This is my simple prayer and hope, that especially in the times that we live, that we are staying connected, most importantly, with our God. Secondly, with each other. I think it's very important. I'm going to share something, you know, normally in my sermon, I like to share something that is basic, but those, unfortunately, are the most important thing. Right? In Christian life, especially Seventh-day Adventists, we like to go deep, 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 deep in the deeper things. Revelation, Daniel, and all those wonderful things. Those are important. We should continue to learn. But the problem is our foundation is wrong. We don't have that foundation. All this will crumble in time. So my message is very simple. Let's get number one connected with Jesus. And for those, you know yourself, you know your heart. If you know you're far away from Christ, you are somehow disconnected. Good news is, Jesus around reconnection. You can be reconnected with Him today. Amen. So this is a simple message to share with you. Abide with Him and He will abide with you.
I don't know about you, but every time I come to Estet to worship, I'm blessed. Amen. Two weeks ago, Brother Anandan challenged us to be like Peter, step out in faith, step out of the boat and walk to Jesus. During that sermon, I whispered a prayer to God, God, are you sure? Step out on water. If I, if I put my foot forward, my foot just go one cm into the water. I don't know if I dare to put my whole weight into that water. God, be easy on me, lah. But teach me, teach me to trust in you. Then last week, Doctor Eric Teo reminded us: Don't worry, worry won't do us any good. Trust in God. And this week, Pastor Johnny Wong is reminding us to go back to basics, reconnect with God so that His love will flow through us, so that His power will flow through us. Let us respond. I pray that the words of this song, draw me nearer, will be the prayer of your heart. Let us stand as we sing together. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you for challenging us to be connected with you. We pray, dear Lord, that you look deep into our heart today to help us to know where we are with you right now. We pray, dear Lord, if we are far from you, help us to be connected with you again. If we are connected with you, help us to step up in faith, to continue with this journey of faith with you. 
that, Lord, we may be faithful to you until the day you come and you bring us home. Thank you, Father, for blessing our service and being with us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.